that was a journey. That it was, was a journey, yeah. but it was a journey. Yeah. Because you went started out soft and slow. Yeah. He did, yeah, well, well just, he's started off with you two gazing into one another's yeah. eyes. It's true. While you were doing it, that's and true. I that's, felt that's what we do on the road left trip. out and weird all at the same time. As you should have. As you should have. Uh, Well, hello, how to do? This is Dustin Fanzo, and I'm a big old trailer from Virginia Beach, Virginia, Nags Head, North Carolina. Welcome to the Big Ass Runners Podcast, where we entertain and educate trail runners from around the world. Now, here's your host and my soothing siren of the seashore, Jeff Harold. Well, Dustin, thank you so much for that amazing introduction. Dustin did that one earlier this year, and I had to bring it back because it was so amazing. Well, welcome to the Big Ash Runner Trail Running Podcast, episode number 114. I'm Jeff Harrell, your host. We have an amazing show for you today. If you're out there running and getting in those miles, you are going to really enjoy this episode. If you're not running, you're still going to enjoy it. It's going to be amazing because in segment number one, I asked Steve Combs, who just did the Grindstone 100, to give me a, a race recap. And what he sent back was fantastic. You're going to enjoy it. It talks about his mindset, his training, a little bit about him, the actual race itself. It is awesome. You're going to be inspired Steve, like myself, is a more seasoned runner, and you're going to be, I think, inspired by the way he prepares, he plans, he trains, and the way he attacked this race. So that's segment number one. And in segment number two, he's back, the golden vocals. And you know, each time we do Timmy time, I think is special, but this one is a little bit of a peek behind the curtain because we tackle road trip songs. So the songs that we tend to go to when we are going there, coming back, these are the songs we tend to go to. And I think you're really going to enjoy it. That's segment number two. But first, this podcast is really a podcast of the Big Ass Runner Herd. I, I feel like it's a show for the Big Ass Runner herd that's out there running. And I love to include the Big Ass Runner herd members when we can. That's why we do herd intros and try to do segments like Why I Run and My First Trail Race, and like you're going to hear in segment one with Steve. And I could use your help. So if you're listening right now, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. I would love for you to be on this show. And there's three ways that you can do that. First, now we are, believe it or not, this episode is dropping in October, the beginning of October. Halloween is coming up, and we love to do a little segment called Scary Stories. It's stories that happen out on the trail during a race. A couple years ago, we talked about the Frisbee flipping freak. Go back and listen to that one. Steven and I were out for an early morning run. And got scared by this person flipping the Frisbee. It was crazy. Go back and listen to that one. We had Ashley talk about getting caught up on a mountain with a hailstorm. We had horses running over <laughs> towards people. We've had some great stories. And we would love, if you have a scary story, to feature it on an upcoming episode. That's an urgent need. If you have a scary story, reach out to me, Jeff at BigAssRunner.com. So that's one way. Another way, just like you heard Dustin do an intro, we would love for you to do an intro. Super easy to do. I give you all the instructions, the script. You get to go off script as much as you'd like. Would love for you to do an intro. And then the third way is a why I run or my first trail race. If you have a why and would love to share it on the show, we would love for you to do that. It's really easy to do. And if you've run a trail race or maybe your first trail race recently, we would also love to hear that as well. 
All of these ways that you can be on the show are super easy. You actually do it right on your phone at your own leisure and you send it to me. So there's nothing scary, unless you have a scary story. We hope that's scary. But it's it's an easy process. You do it right on your phone. Send it to me. I walk you through everything. I would love to feature you on this show. If any of those apply, one of them's got to apply to you. One of them has to. Reach out to me, Jeff at BigAssRunner.com or certainly on Instagram, Jeff Harrell Yo or Big Ass Runner. Either way, if you're listening to the show, we want you to be on it. So let me know how we can do that. Well, with that, let's get going on episode number 114 of the Big Ass Runner. Well, I'm not going to do a lot of setup on this segment because it really stands on its own. It is such a great story by Steve Combs. If you remember, we highlighted Steve on the last episode. Steve and Coach Greg both ran the Grindstone 100, and Steve recognized Coach Greg's voice during the race, which was so so cool and so fun. They both did an amazing job, and Coach Greg gave Steve a shout-out. I asked Steve if he would, wouldn't would mind recording his experience for us, and you are going to love it. So without further ado, let's listen to Steve Combs' Grindstone 100. Howdy, y'all. Steve Combs here. I'm a big-ass runner from the heart of the Blue Ridge Mountains here in central Virginia. I'm going to share a bit with you about my first 100 mile of grindstone just a couple of weeks ago, but first a little bit about me and my running why. I'm a 62 year young husband, dad, grandpa, ultra runner, certified ultra running coach, and aspiring AT through hiker. I've been running for about 25 years, but have only been running ultra since 2017. I ran shorter trails prior to then, but ran my first 50K, Holiday Lake 50K, in 2017. As they say, once I tasted the Kool-Aid, I was hooked. I've since run 31 ultras, which include three 50-milers, two 100Ks, and one 100-miler, and then the rest 50Ks. I'm just an old guy out there playing in the mountains and having fun. As far as my why, like most, I'm curious to find out how far I can push my body and my mind. I'm always curious about what's over that next mountain, around that next bend, both literally and metaphorically. Ultra running gives me the opportunity to explore, to find out what's beyond. I'm self-coached, so love setting a big goal, putting together a training plan that properly prepares my mind and body, and then seeing how well I can execute. Of course, I also want to stay healthy. I live and train by the three Ds, dedicated, durable, and disciplined. So why did I pick Grindstone 100 as my first 100-miler? I didn't want an easy first 100-miler. I wanted to challenge myself, and with the 38-hour cutoff, I figured it was a great 100 to cut my teeth on. Also, with the 6 p.m. evening start and 23,000 feet of elevation gain and loss, there's a reason why Grindstone is both a hard rock and a Western States qualifier. Ever since I ran my first ultra, I've had a goal of running this race. I've run many of R.D. Clark Zealand's EcoX Sports races, and he puts on nothing less than the best in all of his events. This one was one as well. So I prepared for this race by writing my race-specific training plan back in April to begin building up my base mileage over the first two and a half months. I had a sharp focus on 45 to 50 quality miles per week for the last three months before the race. That's not a lot of miles, I know, but when I say quality, I made sure every week included a minimum of two hill repeat workouts, five days per week of running in the hottest part of the day, and back-to-back long runs on weekends. My peak mileage week was 68 miles one month before race day. I also strength trained twice a week. I trained mentally by running on tired, sore legs, and my body was tired as well, so I worked on visualization for the hardest parts of the trail. I practiced being efficient in the aid stations by planning ahead and finally practiced running with 
with stowing and taking out my hiking poles while on the move. I don't normally use poles, but I knew this race had enough steep climbs in it that I would need them. So the way the race went from the beginning, my mantras were finish no matter what, be patient, take what the day gives, go aid station to aid station, and be thankful. The first few miles were uneventful, with a few rollers, plenty of rocks and roots, lots of banter as I expected. I got to give a shout out to Coach Greg. At about two miles in, I heard someone talking with another runner behind me and immediately recognized his voice. When he pulled alongside me, I said, are you Greg? To which he replied, yes, how do you know me? I told him I'd recognize that voice from the Big Ass Runner podcast anywhere. The herd is all over, man. So from the start through Falls Hollow and up the climb to Elliott Knob, the darkness was settling in. So the grade up the fire road to Elliott Knob is really steep, so you're leaning into it 100% of the time with no running and all power hiking. Once we summited Elliott, it's about four and a half miles of devil rock in the dark on single track all the way into Dry Branch Gap aid station. One runner got his pole stuck in the rocks on the trail and asked me if the whole trail was like this, to which I replied, no, sir, this is the good part. The rest of the trail is much worse. The descent down North Mountain Trail and through Dry Branch was technical, but fun, and soon enough I was in and out of the aid station and on my way up Crawford Mountain Climb, followed by the descent down Chimney Hollow and into the party aid station at Dow's Draft, which was hosted by my friends from the Blue Ridge Trail Runners. They had me refueled, restocked, and in and out of there in less than five minutes, which was great, back to my efficiency and aid station. So the entire race, except for the middle 18 miles from mile 41 to mile 59, is a series of relentless climbs, followed by quad-pounding downhills with a few puds, pointless ups and downs thrown in for good measure. I was making decent time at this point and using... RPE, or rate of perceived exertion, as my gauge rather than looking at my watch, and I felt great. I left Dow's and immediately began to six-mile relatively gradual climb up and over Hanky and Lookout Mountains and down into the Lookout Aid Station, manned by my very own trail club, the Charlottesville Area Trail Runners, or the CATS. About three miles before the aid station, I aided on a fairly smooth and mundane section of gravel trail. So I had some great blood, but no major injuries to show when I rolled into Lookout Mountain Aid Station. Hot broth, grilled cheese, water refills, and they had me in and out of there like clockwork as well. From Lookout, it's a nice long six-mile descent through Pud City, six puds to be exact, into Party Central at the North River Gap Aid Station. North River is a major point, as it's at mile 36. It's crew accessible, and it sits at the foot of the major climb of this race. Seven miles, 2,800 feet again, up and over this race's namesake, Grindstone Mountain, and over Chestnut Ridge to Little Ball Knob. This was a key stop for me as I needed to pick up my poles from my drop bag for the upcoming climb. When I rolled into North River, I was spotted by none other than Dr. David Horton, ultra-running legend, extraordinaire, and founder of most of our local major races here in Central Virginia. Horty, as we call him, was on me like a NASCAR pit crew. What do you need? Here, sit down. How much water are you drinking? Here, eat this, as he shoved two quesadillas at me. I felt like royalty being crewed by Horty. After a couple of minutes, he handed me my poles out of my drop bag and said, You need to get out of here, boy. I thanked everyone and headed up the mountain. So not far up the climb, I paired up with another runner, Randy, to work together up and to the top of the climb. It's important to pair up and work with another runner on these climbs to encourage one another and to provide some distraction from the task at hand. We hit the aid station at Little Ball where I grabbed a cup of ginger ale, a grilled cheese, banana, refilled my bottles, and got in and out of there in less than five minutes. On my way to the summit of Reddish Knob and to the turnaround at Briary Branch, which is mile 51.5. From the turnaround, it's basically a retrace of the outbound trail, except for not having to go to the summits of Reddish and Elliott Knob. By this point, you've seen what you have to look forward to on the way back in, and if you didn't like it on the way out, chances are you'll like it even less on the way in. 
At Briary, I paired up with buddies Greg Loomis and Mike, and we leapfrogged all the way back to North River, mile 65.5 inbound. This time, though, I picked up my first pacer extraordinaire, Nell Rattlesnake Fox, and I'll tell you a little bit more on that in a bit. Nell and her husband, Mike, and my second pacer, Sophie Spadell, all met and crewed me there, again with the efficiency of a NASCAR pit crew. It was just before 1 p.m., so the heat of the day had settled in. After a quick shoe and sock change, a cup of ginger ale, quesadilla, chips, and a glorious blue freeze pop, they had my core cooled, my body fueled, and Nell and I were on our way. Nell was like clockwork on reminding me to fuel and hydrate every 30 minutes. So no thinking required on my part. I just had to execute. About five miles into that section, we were rolling downhill on one of the little puds with a small creek crossing when I spotted a beautiful bright yellow rattlesnake stretched out across the trail, hence the nickname for Nell, Rattlesnake. I stretched my arms out to stop and make sure Nell saw it so neither of us would step on it. It gave us that signature vibrating rattle and moved into the ferns on the upper side of the trail to pose for a photo, bid us goodbye, and we were on our way. After the climb back up the backside of Lookout, we were again greeted by all of my cat's family at Lookout Mountain Aid Station, this time with a few more familiar faces that were now rested after their long night on the mountain and ready to feed, hydrate, refuel me, and pump us up and push us out of there in a couple minutes with hugs, fist bumps, and a slow clap exit. There was another runner in that aid station when I left, and he was looking kind of confused, like, who the heck is this guy that they're clapping for going out of here? But like I said, that's my cat's family, and uh, man, I can't say enough about them. They pushed me around there. From there, it was a four-mile climb up and over Lookout and down Hanky back into Dow's Draft inbound. This was the third key spot in the race for me where I was picking up my second pacer extraordinaire and running mentor Sophie Spidell to take me home to the finish. Sophie's a legendary runner in the ultra running scene, having done most of the major 100 milers out there multiple times. I knew she wasn't going to tolerate any whining or complaining. She and I had made a pact prior to the race that there were to be no excuses and I was going to finish this no matter what. So we both agreed that we take nothing personally. I had mentally prepared myself for the wrath of Sophie should it come. <laughs> After a quick refuel, restock, and rehydrate from Nell's husband, Mike Fox, and a hug goodbye from my first pacer, Nell, Sophie said, okay, we got to get moving now. This is at mile 80 on the inbound, and there's two more significant climbs and descents, all by headlamp. I was ready to push through whatever might come up, get to the top of Elliot's, and then try to stay upright on that last descent down that steep-ass Elliot gravel fire road. <laughs> Sophie kept reminding me that I was well on pace to break 30 hours, but I needed to keep moving and run whenever I could. I'd run this section of the trail on the climb up North Mountain in this direction and in the daylight on a training run one month prior, so I knew the rocks, knew the drop-offs, and I was familiar with the climb. It didn't make it any easier, especially with 90 miles on my legs, but at least I knew what to expect. Sophie had by this time become accustomed to my system of grunts, <laughs> deep to shallow, which I assured her was just my method of verbalizing the level of exertion. She laughed out loud every time she heard a deep grunt from me. When we popped out of the trail onto the gravel fire road at the top of Elliot's, I could breathe a sigh of relief. Barring a heart injury or fall on the way down, I was going to finish this. Sophie reminded me again that I could break 30 hours, but needed to run as much as possible. We saw some headlights coming behind us on the gravel road descent, and that was my extra incentive to find that next gear. Not that it mattered, but I was fairly determined that it was okay for me to pass any runners I could now from now on to the finish, but I did not want to get past Fortunately, we made it down that steep-ass road and into the final aid station at Falls Hollow at mile 97. We agreed on the way down that all I needed here was a water refill, which Sophie and the aid station volunteers took care of in very short order. I grabbed a swig of ginger ale to go with my water, and Sophie said, okay, let's move. 
I'd been warned that the last five miles from Falls Hollow into the finish were possibly the worst five miles in ultra running because of all the roots, twists, turns, and the risk of losing the trail. I wasn't particularly worried as I had Sophie in front to navigate and keep me on task. As we got within a half mile of the finish and can see the lights and the banner, Sophie informed me and let me know in no uncertain terms that if I could push the pace a bit, I could get in under 29 hours and 30 minutes, and that's what I should do. I was a little surprised that we'd moved that well in the last section, but that little spark made me find that next gear. When we came across the dam onto the paved road into the camp, I was laying down some blistering 11-minute miles. With about 100 yards to go, Sophie said, you got about two minutes to get in under 2930. And with 50 yards left, she said, there's your shoot. These were possibly the greatest words in my ultra running career to date. As I crossed the finish mat and stopped my watch, I turned to see the clock at 2929.06, 54 seconds to spare. As Clark handed me my buckle, an age group shrag with a hearty handshake and congratulations, Sophie came over with a big hug and a, you crushed it, Steve. I reminded her that we crushed it. After 102 miles, I had all the feels, gratitude, exhaustion, pride, and relief. Gratitude for the RD and his crew of volunteers, as well as my crew and pacers. Exhaustion from the hard work and pride for the accomplishment and relief for it to be over and off those rocks. So, I'll see you next year at Camp Shenandoah. So, what's next for me is Mount Mascus 50 mile in November, followed by Hellgate 100K in December. These are the two final races in the six-race Beast Series, which I signed up for in a moment of insanity, and they also include Holiday Lake 50K, Terrapin Mountain 50K, Promised Land 50K, and Grindstone. So that's the recap of my race. Thanks for letting me share the adventure my first 100-miler with the herd. Get out there and sign up for something big, hairy, and audacious. Train hard, and to coin a phrase, keep running your asses off. One of the things we love to do is to give shout-outs and kudos to the big-ass runners out there just making it happen. And this week, we have a very special shout-out from our great friend, Kelly Black, to her older sister, Teresa Morton. Teresa finished her longest-distance trail race a couple of weekends ago, and her quote was, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, so... Amazing job. In fact, it was a 21-miler, which was amazing. And she finished top five female in her age group. Quite amazing for her first longer-distance race. Teresa, way to go. Super proud of you. I know Kelly is super proud of you. Special shout-out from Kelly to Teresa. Way to go, Teresa. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Timmy time. What up, y'all? Timmy time is here. And you know who else is here? Oh, just play it. Just play it. Oh, it's Marcy Fazer. Hey, the guys. fan favorite. Oh, she's everyone's favorite. And you can't blame them. No. How are you? She's my favorite. Yeah, Thanks, she's everyone's baby. favorite. Oh, a little battle going on. A little battle going on. You both have great, it's such great music, both of you. We thank you for that, Hefe, yeah. We wrote it. They're on the same time now. And there's Charlie's. Oh, yeah, we gotta gotta come up. That would be Charlie's. You mix them together. Mix them together. Yeah. That's that's what happened. (laughs) It makes total sense (laughs) now. Yes. Chaos. (laughs) (laughs) It's all coming to light. Oh, man. Well, if you've not ever listened to a Timmy Time segment, 
You're in for a treat. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You're in for something. You're in for a treat. <laughs> and how's your vocal coach doing? Fired again. <laughs> You've gone through another one. No, I fired them. Oh, yes, yeah, of course. They're just not good enough. No, they're not good no. enough. Mm-mm. You know, you should be on The Voice. You should be one, <laughs> yeah. not, not as a contestant, but one of the judges. Oh, I definitely a judging. <laughs> yeah, I'm good at that. It's like a spiritual gift for me. <laughs> yeah, you're good at judging. Yeah. The gift of judgment. Oh, gift yes. of judgment. Well, Timmy Time and I would go on races, and we would, coming home from a road trip, we would jam out All two songs galore. Galo- everything. Everything you can think of. Loud and proud. Yes. And so what we decided to do on this edition of the Timmy Time segment is we're actually doing songs from those road trips. Ooh, oh, sweet. Perfect. I hope I know some of them. <laughs> you should know all of them, hopefully. We'll see. Yes, these are all from road trips that we've done. These are some of our favorites. I think you should sing them with the powdered sugar donuts in your mouth. That would be... Yes. That was the best story ever. That would make it real. (laughs) That would make it... All over the dashboard. Dennis Bandera starving. Uh, Jeff had left his bag of powdered donuts and my whole truck was covered in powder oh it's my like goodness episode in scarface <laughs> <It> yeah <was. laughs> that's right <laughs> the officer that pulled us over didn't believe that story <laughs> stopped at whataburger tried to get out couldn't even walk couldn't walk we had just done a 50k it wasn't because of the fake cocaine <laughs> covering the dashboard. <laughs> covering the dashboard it was from the 50 miles through treacherous <laughs> mountains that we had encountered they that were day. treacherous Treacherous. Well, I'm going to set it up a little bit. Marcy, you're probably going to know these, but it's always fun to play along. Oh, I love to play along. So we're playing along. So this first song is from an album. Mm, How about that? An album. It's the seventh studio album by this band. So it's a band. There's a little hint. It was released in 1978. Were you born then, Timmy Time? I was three. Oh, ding. Here we go. I got it right. Hey, I got something right. I got something right. Yes. I know my age. You were alive. (laughs) Congratulations. I want to turn that off. Is it rowdy again? It's no. Wordle? It's (laughs) on, though. Is it your phone? Yeah, but it's on the computer. If you turn the volume off, does it not change that Uh, on the side? I I do not know. Let's see here. That's how Tim makes mine stop everything. We'll fight through it. So 1978, and it was their first album to be co-produced by the lead singer, who also wrote this song. It's a good song. And by the lead guitarist. This album was the first to make the top 40, peaking at number 29 on the album chart that year. It became certified double platinum. Yes, it did. Double platinum. With that, Timmy Time. Take it away. Are we ready to go? We're so ready to go. Okay, song number one. Um, I'm going to need a prop for this one. Uh-oh. Oh, Does this anybody have a, a wooden spoon? We need a wooden spoon. As soon as you are able, woman, I am willing <laughs> to make a break that we are on the break of. My cup is on the table. Our love is spilling. Waiting here for you to take a drink of. So if you're tired of the same old story, oh, turn some pages. Because I'll be here when you are ready to roll with the changes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Timmy time. That was for Rowdy. You surprised me because you went, do you have a spoon? And then you went right into it. Oh, yeah. Oh, goodness. That is my wife, Allison's one of her favorite songs. Yes. And her rendition's the best. Her rendition, yes. The best. I would get her to do it, but not in a million years. Not going to happen. Not Not going to happen. happen. (laughs) Not going to happen. Who was was that band, Marcy? Ario Speedwagon. Nicely done. Yes. They put on a good show. They do put on they put mm-hmm. on a great show. Yeah. And do you remember? So that song got a revival because it appeared in a movie. Really? Yes. Yeah, so what movie was that, Al? So, Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods. Ooh, that was a good book. Cabin. In I didn't even know it was a movie, yeah. but I did read the book. Yeah. Was it really a book? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought well, Timmy was kidding. There's a book called Cabin in the Woods. I read it. It's good. Yeah. You did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it about a cabin in the woods? It no, was. No, it was in the mountains. Oh, <laughs> well, that's it was a, dece- a hut. Deceptive. One for one. <laughs> in the desert. So good, so good. Well, this next song is by an American group 
and it was on a soundtrack as well. It was released in 1992, very recently, mm. and was written by Babyface, L.A. Reid, and Daryl Simmons. Did I give it away? Babyface. <laughs> it re- achieved domestic and international success in the United States. It was a record broken later. Oh, wait. So it spent a then record-breaking 13 weeks at number one in the U.S., a record broken later by Whitney Houston's for 14 week number one hit, I Will Always Love You. Heard of that one? Oh, and I, I believe we did that not too long ago. Yeah, that's right. This is a great song, Timmy Time. I'm going to actually, I think I have to participate. Yes, you do. Oh, I so I got to do the first four lines. <clears throat> how's your, how's your vocal coach going? You know, I lost my voice this weekend at the game. Mm-hmm. I just now got it back. I could have used, used this earlier this week, though. <laughs> Girl, you know we belong together. <laughs> I don't have no time for you be playing with my heart like that. <laughs> baby. You'll be mine forever, baby. Just you wait. Because we belong together. <laughs> and you know that I'm right. Oh. Why do you play with my heart? Why do you play with my mind? Said we'd be forever. Said it never die. Well, how could you love me and leave me and never say goodbye? When I can't sleep at night without holding you tight. Girl, each time I try, I just break down and cry. Pain in my head, oh, I'd rather be dead than spinning and around and around. Although we go. <laughs> Timmy time. That, that is phenomenal. Was it loud enough? That was, that was a journey. That it was wasn't a journey, yeah. but it was a journey. Yeah. Because you went, started out soft and slow. Yeah. He did, well, well he started off with you two gazing into one another's yeah. eyes <laughs> true. while you were doing it. That's and true. I that's, felt that's why we do on the road left trip. out and weird all at the same time. <laughs> As you should have. As you should have. That was phenomenal. Well, thank you. Any idea who that might have been? Oh, uh, it was, it was the guy. Exactly you did. Like I know it's end of the road. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you gave me that one. Um, oh, who was it? It was that. It was a boy. Motown Philly is back, back again. again. In that little <laughs> East Coast train. <laughs> I can't think oh. of it. Voice of it. First try. Thank you. So good, man. That was amazing, Timmy Time. It was good. I mean, it was amazing. You got after it. I feel like like a little vein popped in your forehead during that. Well, it was intense. It was intense, and you did. Thank you. I made Jeff blush. Well, you do that a lot. It was a moment. You do that a lot. This next song was written by the this band's lead singer and recorded by a, an American country band. Mm, I like Whoa, country. country. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. Controversial country. Yeah, is it, was, it bro country? No, it is a song melding southern rock and bluegrass genres. Oh. Has variously been described by country music writers as a modern country classic. It's a song that practically defined what country groups have strived to accomplish. And the lead singer said it took him three years to write this song. Oh, wow. Are you intrigued, Sounds Marcy? like it was worth the journey. Yeah, I, I'm, I got I'm a gonna, speaking part in this one, too. Yes, you do. Oh. I'm going to probably place a bet that she's going to get it pretty quick. Pretty quick, okay. Yeah. Are you ready for this, Timmy Time? I am ready. You see that mountain over there? One of these days... I'm going to climb that mountain, mountain, mountain. Oh, play me some mountain music like Grandma and Grandpa used to play. Then I'll float on down the river to a Cajun hideaway. Drift away like Tom Sawyer. Ride a raft with old Huck Finn. Take a nap like Rip Van Winkle. 
day is dreaming again. Ready? Oh, play me some mountain music like grandma and grandpa used to play. Then I'll float on down the river to a Cajun hideaway. Hey, Timmy time yeah. and Marcy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is the Bazers. That was a trip. That was quartet a trip. thingy. A trip quartet. <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> that, of course. <laughs> that was Alabama. 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 That's that's on. Uh, we we had we mix in a lot of Alabama. I oh, believe yeah, we on road trips. That was a good one. That was a good one. You killed it. Well, you're doing quite well, Marcy. Well, that, thank you. I believe you're thank two you. and a half. Two and a half. I'll take that. I'm giving her half. You wouldn't have gave Britta half. I, I don't want, <laughs> no, no, no. Britta wouldn't have gotten half, but I want Marcy on my good side. <laughs> Britta's not to be scary. On Marcy's good side. I'm not sure how that works. All right. This next song was released as the lead single from this album. It reached number three on the Billboard Hot Tracks chart. And number 27 on the Billboard Hot 100. Mm. It later appeared in a compilation album. And they played this, this group, played this song live at Sturgis. Ooh. Oh. Like a motorcycle yeah, thing? Yeah, like in North Dakota. Yeah, we, we, we need Four to do corners. That. Oh, wow. You're going to need a bike. Oh, you're going to need a bike? Yeah, you don't just show up. You can't jump? Motorcycle. Oh, no. uh, we can probably some ride on somebody on the back of one. Like a tricycle? <laughs> jump on somebody. Actually, yes, you probably could. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. We don't need bikes. I want to go watch this. <laughs> yeah, this... Hey, buddy. You should bring mopeds. Hey, buddy, can I get a ride? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this would be interesting. Well, Timmy Time, how do you feel about this next one? How I feel, feel good. I think she's going to get the song. I would bet a lot of money she will not get this artist. Oh, oh. it's a band. He knows band. these things. Yes. Okay. We'll see if you're right, Timmy Time. Okay. Take it away. You see it all around you. Good loving gone bad And usually it's too late when you realize what you had And my mind goes back to a girl I left some years ago Who told, who me, told me, just hold on loosely But don't let it go If you cling too tightly You're gonna lose control your baby needs someone to believe in and a whole lot of space to breathe in. Woo, Timmy Time! Kind of messed up at the end. Oh, that was your own spin on it. That was. That was the your Timmy own spin Time on spin. It. The Timmy Time spin. And Timmy Time knows me well. It is you, Hold On Loosely. But you cannot name the band is what but I'm hearing. But I'm, I'm, I'm tinkering somewhere. There's like some, there's something... Oh, he's, she's looking for, she's phoning a friend. She's phoning, I don't do, know that Allison know? would know this either. Um, what does it rhyme with? Um, no, 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 no. Because then there's. Oh, that, uh, yeah. Okay. It's if, a band, not a guy's name. If you don't get it, you're going to get another chance yeah. because the next song is by the same exact band. band. And the song seems almost exactly the okay, same. So, and I know yes. it's not Ario Speedwagon. Oh, really? Are you sure? So we'll, we'll do a two for Is it R.E.O. Speedwagon? It's not R.E.O. Speedwagon, but we'll do a two for Wrong. You showed me say it. <laughs> it's so mean. <laughs> well, we'll do the next song because it's okay. the same band and give you time to percolate. I w- Ooh, there we percolate go. Percolate on I'm going to let yeah. that go. Yes, percolate. Ready, Timmy Time? We're, gonna do, mm, we're doing a back-to-back. We're doing kind of a... An A and a like B better? side? Timmy Time, how are you feeling about this one? I'm feeling good. Feeling good? Same thing. Think she's gonna know the song? Yep. Not the band. It's still percolating though. <laughs> it's still, still, percolating. still percolating. Okay. Have I ever heard of the band? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is a special song. Yeah. It's a special song. It's All right, great. you ready? Well, I never knew there'd come a day when I'd be saying to you, don't let this good love slip away. Now that we know that it's true, don't, don't you know the kind of man I am? No, said I'd never fall in love again, but it's real and the feeling comes shining through. I'm so caught up in you, little boy, and I never disrespect a thing. So caught up in you, little girl, that I never want to get myself free. And baby, it's true, you're the one who caught me, baby. 
baby, you taught me how good it could be. <laughs> oh, my God. That was a oh, signature Timmy time at the end. So good. Boom. And so caught up in you, oh, so little in girl. You. So who sings it? By 38 he said this is a special, special song. song i was like oh I yeah i catch that or not yep. i did thank you hefe sh- we're always right there the we're always right there the wrong sound effect there it is hey. Hey. <laughs> well well done mm-hmm. both of you the bazers his singing has just gotten <laughs> extraordinarily good. Yeah. Yeah. When, you, when you turn it, when you go up an octave, oh, when oh he my gosh. gets after it. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Makes me sweat. Oh, well, <laughs> you and me both, Hefe. You and me both. <laughs> to get you a little verklempt. Studio gets <laughs> Big time. warm. Big time. Well, I turned the heat because it was cold, but now it's warm. Oh, well, it's well, due well, to the vocal mean. stylings of Tim Bazer. Timmy, Timmy time, time makes you hot. He does. <laughs> All right, that was uh, very good. So you got you got two for two two for one there. There we go. Fantastic. Oh, I get the I get to go back on that one. That's a little bit nice. of a hint. Yep. Yep. That hit was a, I saw that was a good I'm one. Like, oh, he said she special. gave it to her. Uh, well, yeah. I didn't know she was listening. I would have sent a gun. <laughs> Did you right. think I was reading over here? No, I, didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know she was listening. Catch she was on. sleeping. Uh, I'm oh. not as dumb as I look. Thank <laughs> I did, I did goodness. Not Moving on now. <laughs> so this next song is by a duet. Mm. Oh, and it debutted. Is that how you say that word? I yeah. like debutted. Debutted on the <laughs> Billboard <laughs> Top Forty. I love that song. <laughs> oh my! I wish I hadn't said that. February fifth of nineteen seventy-seven. Two oh. two years old. It was Timmy time. Third. It was number thirty-eight. And on March 26, 1977, it became their first of six number one singles. Congratulations to this duet. It was, there's a lot of other things it says here. Oh, it's it's about a spoiled girl who can rely on her parents' money to do whatever she wants. It was rumored to be about the then scandalous newspaper heiress, Patty Hearst. Patty Hearst, she was hot. But it turned, whoa. But it turns out it was not, it was actually about someone's ex-girlfriend's boyfriend but they change it from boy to girl in the title okay there you go timmy right. time with that okay many many clues she already got it i know she already did <laughs> all right that's one of my faves you're a rich girl and you know you've gone too far because you know it don't matter anyway you can rely on the old man's money you can rely on the old man's money it's a bitch girl but it's gone too far because you know it don't matter anyway Say money, but won't get you too far. But it won't get you too far, baby. <laughs> don't you know? Don't you know? And I lost it. That's a wrong to take away. Come on, Hefe. I don't have the lyrics in front uh, of me. I think I can guess it anyway. Oh, <laughs> Butchering can end. Rich girl. Oh, and I tried to sing it off. I know. It so I knew. Good. I knew it before. It's don't one of my you favorites. Know. Don't you know? That part. Good. That it's wrong to take what is given to you. We saw them in concert. Terrible. I was the Awful. only one that really wanted to see them, and I had to miss it too. Yeah. But it's best, I guess, they just live very well in my mind because y'all are quite disappointed. Yeah, Rowdy, Rowdy, what did you think about them? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Rowdy gives them thumbs <laughs> Everybody down. Everybody yeah. gave it a thumbs Don't down. Don't meet your heroes. That's what they say. Yeah. Don't meet your heroes. It will let you down. So, yeah, Daryl Hall, Joe Notes. But I've met Timmy Time, and he did not let me down. So there you go. There we go. <laughs> All right, we're finishing with this last song. You ready for this? I think you're six for six because we gave you the bonus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's written by two people. One of them is Kenny Loggins. Oh, I do like Kenny Loggins. Best known version was recorded by a group in 1978 on an album. It debutted at number 73 in 1979 and reached number one on Billboard's Hot 100 in April of 1979. Got a Grammy Award and was Song of the Year and Record of the Year. Amazing. All of them. Timmy time. All the things. Take us away. All right. We're going to see how this one goes. Oh, boy. You need some help? We'll see. We'll just see how it goes. You came from back somewhere back long ago. The sentimental fool don't see Tried to hard to recreate it What had to be created once in her life She must have a smile for his nostalgic tale Never coming near what he wanted to say All right, Jeff. 
<laughs> Only to realize. There you go. It never really was. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's really good. What <laughs> a place in his life. He never made her think twice. As he rises to her apology. Anybody else? <laughs> He's watching her go. But what a fool believes. He sees a wise man. I was too early. That's good. That was perfect. Go for it. A wise man knows the power. There you go. To reason away. What seems to be is always better than nothing. <laughs> and these are our road trips that, right here. You, we just let you in the, the front seat of Timmy Times F-150 right there. That is right oh there. You want to know what it's like that to be on a road awesome. trip. That was Doobie Brothers oh, right yeah. here. I feel like yes. I was in yeah. station, in oh. studio with the Doobs. With Michael McDonald. Yes, yes. Man, well, y'all nailed it too. Oh my gosh. Who, who knew that was a, a, tri- a tri? What's a, What do you call that? Three? Trio. A trio. A trio. Or yeah. a trio. It depends <laughs> on where you're from. <laughs> where you're from. <laughs> or a trio. Uh, I hope somebody sends this to Michael McDonald. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. I don't want to get. Yeah, I'm telling you, our uh, road sort of trips are the best. That's a little peek behind the proverbial curtain of yes. the Timmy Time El Jefe road trip. If you'd like to come along on a road trip, <laughs> yes, come on. You can come along free yep. of charge. You just got to buy us a water burger. Yep, water burger. <laughs> yes, and some powdered donuts. And some powdered donuts. That's yeah. the entry fee. Uh, yes. Well, good job, Marcy. You yeah. got all, all Thank of them you. right. Yay! You know, voice of men was a little was, was not quite the tip of the tongue. But, <laughs> and Timmy time, my gosh, those vocals, man, they never magical, heavenly. They get better all the time. It's like angels singing. Yeah. Yes. And I'm a little hoarse too. So, but yeah, because mm-hmm. you went to a football game as well. I completely lost my voice yeah. on Monday. I could not talk. Wow. I want you to take us out with some more Michael McDonald. Okay. He came from Does he talk like he sings? You think he talks like he sings? I think we need to pull him up and find him. Hey, Michael. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> is that what he would say? <laughs> hey, you got newbie? Oh, you got You guys see my brothers? <laughs> so was that Michael Donald or was it the Doobie Brothers? Well, it was, it was the Doobie Brothers with Michael McDonald singing yeah. lead. Because yes. he had some uh, solos. That he did. Pretty, that are true. pretty fun to make fun of as well. <laughs> yeah, you had, uh, my brother. Was there one about a brother or something? <laughs> <laughs> so many good ones. So oh, many man. good ones. Well, right. that is phenomenal, Timmy Time. Ladies and gentlemen, it's oh. Timmy Time. You're welcome, Timmy! America. I hope your ears heal. Go, TT. Oh, here he's dancing. We're shimmying. Oh, my goodness. This is a podcast. They can't see you, Timmy Time. Girl. You know we've been together. I don't have time for you to be playing with my heart like this. You'll be mine forever, baby. Just you wait. Well, believe it or not, that is the end of episode number 114 of the Big Ass Runner Trail Running Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and thanks to everyone who was part of this show. Dustin, for that amazing intro. Steve Combs for just giving us such an inspiring story about his Grindstone 100 experience. To Teresa for her amazing 21-mile trail race and trail run. And of course, to Timmy Time and special guest Marcy Baser for bringing the fun and the funny and the golden vocals. Hope you enjoyed that. Hope you felt like you were just along for a road trip, for a big-ass runner road trip. Well, again, thanks so much for all that listened. And like I said in the intro, would love to feature you on the show doing a scary story or intro or why I run or first trail race. 
So please reach out, Jeff at BigAssRunner.com. And of course, big thanks to the person that makes this sound so good, our audio engineer, Steve Cinnamon Bear Saunders. Excellent! Well, with that, get out there, hit those trails, and keep running your asses off. Road trip into a race, coming home, coming back, going there, coming back is what I meant to say. I got to turn this out. Why is this binging quit messages? I wasn't on. Okay. So good. So good. Well, this next song. (coughs) (laughs) And then broke 13. Wait, hang on. It spent a record. Why is this on? How do I turn this off? Did you turn off the side of your phone? Oh, if I silence my messages. Yes. Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Just turn your volume off over there. I think I have to silence. How do you silence messages? You can put put it on um, airplane mode. Do not disturb. Oh, there you go. Did you get a new phone? Yeah, 13 years ago. Oh, cool. I thought you were getting a new one. No, I'm too lazy. I All right. Change. Sorry about that. That will appear on... That didn't work. Airplane mode. How can it come through on airplane mode? He already already had that part done. I think that's broken. This is ridiculous. It's broken now. Maybe. I can't can't believe I can't see it at all. I'm going to stop recording. What's the one that we, uh, the. I got a jingle in my pocket. I like that one. Got a jingle in my pocket. Mm, sing a little more, Tim. Yes. Got a jingle in the pocket in it. What else? Jingle um, in my pocket. I got a little jingle in my pocket saying he's Yeah, going yeah. This is up. it's slowly coming to my fogged brain. Yes. It's a good one. <laughs> mm.